Welcome back to Sports the Nemo Way. This is Alex returning to defend my pick of Vince Carter along with Ray, who also included him on his list. I have Vince at 47 on my list, and Ray has him at 45. So again, very similar rankings. So let's get his this started on his career so we can make our case. The 6'6", 220-pound shooting guard who played for the Toronto Raptors, New Jersey Nets, Orlando Magic, Phoenix Suns, Dallas Mavericks, Memphis Grizzlies, Sacramento Kings, and Atlanta Hawks. That was a mouthful. He is a zero-time champ, zero-time MVP, an eight-time All-Star, two-time All-NBA, a Rookie of the Year winner, and 22 years in the league after being drafted fifth overall, with career averages of 16-4-3 on 43% shooting. Now I'm going to kick it over to Ray to get us started. All right. So we have uh, two expansion teams. Let's go back in time here. And we have two expansion teams. We have the Vancouver Grizzlies and we have the uh, Toronto Raptors. Hold on, hold on, just one second. Drew, did you know the Grizzlies played in Vancouver? I did. Ah, okay. Go on, Ray. All right. And uh, the big names back then for Vancouver was a man called Big Country. (laughs) Brian Reeves. Brian Reeves. And that was their big star. And then we turn it over to Toronto, and then their big star was Vince Carter. Now, we all know Canada is not known for basketball whatsoever. So, why would Canada give a shit about basketball? I give you two names. Vince Carter. He made a country give a crap about a game of basketball, which they never thought they would ever give a crap about. The, dude, the guy brought excitement to the game, brought a, a highlight reel of excitement. This dude could dunk over, I mean, anybody. Just look at your center list, and he probably dunked on them. Yeah. Uh, you could go down the stat list. I mean, let's see. T- ten years of his career was great. His scoring was I mean, pretty phenomenal. You can't touch the scoring, really. Um, I mean, his assists were really on point, actually, for being a shooting guard. Um, man, I really don't know what to say about it. I mean, he, he was a really exciting player. Super exciting. Let me, let me, let me take over for a minute, Ray. Okay. I'm going to pitch in here. Um. Vince Carter went 11 straight years averaging 20 points a game. That makes him in very elite company on our shooting guard list. Um, only a couple of guys were able to do that. He did that 11 straight years. Reggie Miller, Ray Allen, and Pistol Pete didn't even do that, have that total in their careers. Not didn't even average 20 11 times in their career. Um, and he's 22nd all time in scoring. That's fourth among shooting guards. Um, Vince is sixth all time and three pointers made. Um, out of all of our shooting guards, only Jordan, Kobe, and Drexler had more rebounds than Vince. He's also 76th all time in assists, sixth among shooting guards. Vince is 45th all time in steals, fifth among shooting guards. Um, Vince has that rare offensive look to his game. Um, if I say the words Vince Carter or the names Vince Carter, I'm sure, just like me, everybody thinks dunks. Um, 
probably most people, including myself, think he's the greatest dunker of all time. Um, but the the big difference here is um, Vince Carter was an elite off-ball shooter. Um, he shot over 40% from three four times in his career. But his spot-up shooting on three was very good, um, not just his uh, off-the-dribble stuff. Um, being sixth all-time and made threes, like I, like I mentioned earlier, um, only Miller and Allen on our shooting guard list um, can touch him on in uh, the three-pointers. And obviously those guys are two of the greatest shooters of all time. I'm not trying to say he's Reggie Miller or Ray Allen as a shooter. Uh, but those two are the only guys that have a better percentage from three of, of any shooting guards on any of our lists. Um, I would, but uh, since, again, go back to this like in the T-Mac episode because he's the difference on our list, um, Pistol Pete. Uh, I'd like to compare the two of them real quick. After 10 years of Vince's career, which is the number of years that uh, Pistol Pete played, um, their numbers are almost identical, eerily. Identical, by the way. Let me let me let me list this for you. Twenty three point eight to twenty four point two, so four tenths of a point difference. Vince had one more rebound per game, while Pistol had one more assist per game. So just flip flopping them there, you're you're still pretty even. Um, their steals were one tenth apart, one point three to one point four. Okay. Um, and they have the same field goal percentage, 44%. Um, Maravich is 3% better on his free throws, and Vince is a half a block better. Um, so, that being said, Vince was, Vince was able to go on and have a career and have multiple good seasons after that, including 20-point-per-game seasons after that. Um, so, I guess my question to you is, why? With Pistol. I'm asking Uncle Doug because he has Pistol Pete on his list. I, I think that's inter- I think it's very interesting that they were they were the same at ten. And of course that was the end of Pete's career. Right. And and Vince did go on to have some good seasons, but he also had some seasons that weren't as good and brought the averages down. Well, which I'm, is, is kind of what I'm looking at. I'm I'm a big numbers guy because we said earlier I'm I'm big into math. A big numbers guy. So when I start looking at the average points, it, it had dropped by the time he was done. Uh, and that again, maybe is a question we need to have at some point: is how do we address the career length versus you know what it does to your averages versus what it does to your ranks um, overall? You know, um, yeah, I'll, I'll let you finish, and I got a couple other things to talk about but yeah no i guess i like that i like the, the comparison at 10 years they were very very close mm, very close um no honestly i was going to bring something similar up to what you just said up doug of this is this is like the third or fourth guy we run into this problem who he just stuck around for so stinking long and now his career averages are not impressive at all you know you know if i said 16 4 and 3 you're like, well, sixteen, four, and three. I mean, that's that's a you know, like a role player almost, you know. Uh, so it's not impressive, but if you break him down, almost like I did T Mac last week, if you break him down at like ten years, 
12 years, even at 15 years, his career numbers are very nice. But it's when you get to 22, because he just kept <laughs> going and crazy. kept going and kept going, like Robert Parrish is, like we yeah. talked about in his episode. Um, he kept dragging them down and dragging them down. Now, at the end of his career, he was he never reached the point of Robert Parrish where he sat on the bench and didn't really play. He was always in the rotation. He was always oh, playing, yeah. you know, averaging seven, three, and one or something like that, you know, as a eighth, ninth guy, you know. he That's why he always played on uh, lesser teams. He said that in an interview a couple of years ago where, no, I don't want to just sit on the bench behind a bunch of guys and never play. I want to bring uh, something to the teams I play with. That's why he played for the Hawks and the Grizzlies and teams that weren't great, and he thought he could tutor young guys, um, which Vince Carter has a very good reputation around the league um, and a very good reputation amongst most NBA fans I know. I mean, I know Wade's a Vince Carter fanatic. I don't know if we said this on air before. That's Wade's all-time favorite player is Vince Carter. Oh. So, uh, um, but I mean, do you, do you guys have anything negative to say about Vince Carter as far as like him as a person? Or nope, no, <laughs> I mean, uh, no. Yeah, I love Vince. <laughs> yeah, like so. I it's it's an interesting case. I don't know exactly what the answer is because, not that I think it is the only thing by any means, but I do think primes are important. Um, but longevity to an extent is. 22 years is extreme. We can't we can't use that as a, a formula because it's really Robert Parrish, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and Vince Carter, and everybody else fails. Um, but well, like those last what five seasons, literally comes in, plays about 10, 15 minutes, pretty much just spots up for open threes. That's pretty much about the extent of what he did, um, which drug his field goal percentage down because he's literally just shooting threes pretty much. He, he lost the ability to drive to the basket a lot. Or he would occasionally he could post up and do a little old man game down low if he got <laughs> someone small on him. But, I mean, yeah, he, about, about a five-year um, I can't think of the right word. About five years he, that's pretty much what he did. Came in, spot up threes. Didn't really, 10-15 minutes a game-ish. And uh, it, it drug his Stats down quite a bit because he's he's playing enough to where it it, it affects the stats enough. Um, because it, when you're talking per game, it doesn't matter if you played one minute in the game or forty minutes in the game. It still counts as the game and does yeah. what it does to to your yeah. averages. And the big one is the field goal percentage because those last few seasons his field goal percentage sucks because yeah. all he's doing is shooting threes. He shot thirty five percent from the field last year. Yeah, he's literally just jacking up threes the whole time. He's, I mean, he's he. You know, couldn't drive to the basket very well at that point. So, yeah, you're looking at two years in Atlanta, a year in Sacramento, three years in Memphis, and probably his last year in Dallas, where he's he's in that mode. He had a couple of decent seasons in Dallas, and a year, uh, the year in Orlando, and the year in Phoenix, where he was he was still solid. He wasn't he wasn't yeah. a superstar anymore. He wasn't all star anymore, yeah. but he was still good. Was like Sixteen points a game or something like that. You know, <clears> yeah. Then he slowly transitions to the. 10, 15 minutes a game guy that just does a couple things. Pretty much just out there for shooting. So I, I do have a quick question, though, because we, we just mentioned Dallas. Vince missed Dallas's championship run by one season. He signed there the year after they won. Does a, does a championship 
although not as a star, as a role player, does that make a difference to his legacy? I guess it depends on how big a role yeah. is. Yeah. yeah. I want to know his role. If, if he's he a sixth hurt. man. <laughs> not really he's going to help a little bit, but I want to know what role he plays. If he's a sixth man, I, I have to say it, it helps a little. Um, if he's anything probably below the sixth man, it's not going to do much, I don't think. I mean, it's, yeah. In my opinion, at least. Yeah. <clears throat> well, that's my argument. Does anybody want to... Drew, you got anything? No, no. Not really much. To be <laughs> I don't have anything against Vince Carter, really. It's just, I just think... I don't know. The guy at the bottom of my list, I think he's just a little bit better than Knowles. Who are those guys? Reggie Miller, Ray Allen, and James Harden. Which I know you have Reggie and Ray. Oh, yeah, we talked the, about it. The Harden this. argument is coming. It's coming soon, so I'm not going to say oh, much. We talked about it a little bit with T-Mac. I'm hoping it comes sooner than later. Please bring it on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Me and Wade will be ready. I, I do have a question for Wade. Yeah. I, I want to hear Wade's, what, why why Vince is not on your list. Because uh, I know how much you love Vince. Like, when you guys were kids, it was, it was Penny for Alex, and it's always been Vince for you. Indeed. And I and I loved watching Vince at North Carolina, and I kind of got to admit I kind of lost track of him sometimes in the NBA because he bounced around. But he was amazing. It was just in, insane to think about. He played last season. I know. Well, last season and there was some discussion he might play this year. Yeah, I'll tell you uh, before I get into why he's on my list. I uh, came across a couple of crazy stats, and one is involving his uh, longevity. Uh, Vince Carter played so long that he's either played with or against 38% of all the players who ever played in the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> That's insane. It's absolutely insane. Um, he played, what, 20, 22 years? 22. 23. Yeah. And then he is uh, one of five players in history um, to score more than 25,000 points, grab 5,000 rebounds, 4,000 assists, and have over 500 three-pointers made. Can you say the beginning of that again? He's the he's one of what? One of five. One of five players with twenty five thousand points, five thousand boards, four thousand assists, and five hundred threes. The only other people to ever do it are Jordan, Kobe, Paul Pierce, and LeBron. So, so. I heard his crazy stat, I can't, but part of it's eluding me. He's the only player ever to have was it over two thousand threes. And I, I can't remember if it was blocks or dunks. He has a surprising amount of blocks in his career. And obviously he played for 1,400 years. Um, <laughs> or if it was dunks. But he's like the only player to ever do it. I think it might have been dunks. Three-pointers and dunks. But I kind of ruined that because I can't remember the exact end of the stat. But. Well, I'm just, I'm not going to lie. I My heart is fluttering right now. Um, I'm a little flushed. I'm just so excited because now I know what it feels like to be Ray. I just say I like a guy, and Wade makes my case. Like, Wade's like, hey, I like him. And Wade's like, yeah, I got you. Yeah. I just sit over here and listen to Wade talk. I, I kind of like this. Yeah. yeah. Well, you knew I wasn't saying bad about this starter. <laughs> so, why, that's why, why I asked. Wade is finally on Alex's side for once. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, before we get off track again, when I made my list, Vince Carter was on it. Um, he was, I think, number 10, I think, on my on my shooting guards. And I forgot a couple players, and I reshuffled it around, and I was messing around with 9 and 10. And I think I put someone down for 9. I think it was T-Mac. Um, and then I was sitting there with 10. I was going to put Vince down. 
And then I just got to thinking, and pretty much I didn't want to end up well, pretty much having to go through what you went through two episodes ago with T Mac, where you're just kind of, uh, I don't know, you love the person so much, and you just, you just, you know, you get all fired up, and you just, you know, just, I'll just like, I don't, I didn't want to be biased. So I just decided to go a different route, and I put Reggie Miller at 10. Mm. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. So. Thank you very much. <laughs> Um, is that it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. I, I just wanted to throw out a couple things. Um, again, I, I like Vince. Uh, I love watching Vince dunk and do those things. And the bottom of my shooting guards, you know, I threw in pistol. He was 10. Um, as my old guy, which I did on several things. And we've had that discussion. Um, uh, but there was a couple other guys down there. T Mac was my 11. I, I said that in one of the earlier episodes. Um, but Vince, and I had a couple other guys fighting for 12. Um, think back to Mitch Richmond. Okay. Mitch, um, you're talking assists. It was 3-1 for Vince, 3-5 for Mitch. Uh, shooting percentage, 435 to 455. Um, rebounds, Vince beating 4-3 to 3-9. Steals, 1 to 1.2. Uh, Points, Mitch averaged 21 to what we've been through with Vince. And so we discussed Mitch already. averaged 21 for his career? Yeah. I didn't realize it. Oh, yeah. Mitch I had know. that run there where he was averaging. He was. No, low, no. Low I, I, knew he, I knew Mitch yeah, scored, but I, at the end of his career, he was garbage. Right. You know, yes. he, he was limping around on bad knees and wasn't doing well, a whole didn't, lot. Didn't he finally get a title with the LA? Hiding on the Laker bench. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah we never was, saw him. It was Rice, the first one, and, Ry- and Richmond came in the yeah. second yeah. one. Yeah. Right. The third. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've been and, watching uh, old Laker DVD. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> do you have yeah. Mitch's like stats written down? Yeah. How do their How do their primes add up? Well, I don't. I don't have the primes. I just have the total for the, Ray, for the can career. You, can that, you pull that'd up be a good comparison, uh, Mitch Richmond, real quick. Yeah, yeah. they're they're both dominant scorers on, on some pretty right. interesting teams. But I don't. I don't know the answer to this either, because like we discussed in the Mullen episode, although they scored a lot of points and they were famous. Run TMC had a losing record. Right. Did Richmond yeah. ever take a team on a playoff run, or did he do I, anything? Or I mean, he I was mean, with Golden State. He was with Sacramento. That short time with the Lakers. I'm not sure. Uh, where he else. was uh, in was it Washington before after, between Sacramento yeah, and the Lakers. Maybe, I think yeah. it was Washington. Yeah. It was real brief, Three years in Washington. Yeah. Washington. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Well, you got to pull up now, Ray. What's his numbers look like in his prime? Uh, let's see here. Uh, 22, 20. 23, 23, 21. I think I think twenty-three peaks out at like twenty-eight or twenty-nine. Yeah. I've, got, I've got Vince's in front of me. And in Sacramento, there's a, a good year, twenty-five point nine. And then one great year in Los Angeles of four point one. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, he was hiding on the bench. But he got his title. Vince yeah. has two seasons of twenty-seven. Um, he's 27, 6, and 4, 27, 5, and 4, and uh, in two seasons when he was in Toronto. He got he got a one of those New Jersey years. I thought he was above, above 25, too. I thought he had a couple of New Jersey ones. I thought he, really he's, he had some other. Yeah, big. 25, 24, yeah. 21. Well, actually, 20. his first year in uh, New Jersey, I believe, but it's it's a split year because he starts off the year with uh, with the Raptors and yeah. he's kind of tanking it because he's 
not getting along with management and wants, wants out. So he's playing uh, pretty crappy for the first part of the season. And then he goes to New Jersey and averages like 30 points a game for the rest of the season. It's, <laughs> it's pretty nuts. I'll, I have it pulled up, actually. I can tell you. Well, the reason I asked about Richmond playoff stuff was, uh, okay, so remember the year that Iverson took that 76ers team to the finals to play the Lakers? Right, yeah. They mm-hmm. beat Vince and the Raptors in the Eastern Conference Finals. Oh, okay. I didn't um, remember that. And in New Jersey... They were knocked out of the playoffs by Shaq and D. Wade in Miami, back-to-back years. And then he was he was the second-best player on an Orlando Magic team with Dwight that uh, went to the Eastern Conference Finals and lost to that Celtics team. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm just saying, not that, you know, I'm not trying to split hairs here, but I, I don't remember Mitch Richmond in the playoffs. Right, no, not really. He always played with. Lesser teams, yeah. Um, the the other guy that I was going to mention, um, which I really it was the first guy I thought of when I was thinking about Vince, was David Thompson, because David Thompson had crazy <clears throat> vertical, yeah. and he would dunk out of this world. But he was one of those guys that was the seventies and the we've mentioned the party era, and cocaine, 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 and he ended up only playing like five hundred ninety two games. Uh, I don't know exactly. How correct correct me if I'm wrong. This is more your area than mine. But wasn't he asked to leave the league because of cocaine? I think he may have been. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty <laughs> sure he was asked to leave. Yeah, because when, of cocaine. And when he came out of North Carolina State, he was unreal. And then, you know, things kind of. But his career numbers again. We're talking 505 shooting percentage, um, 3.3 on assists, 4.1 on rebounds. Vince was 3-1 and 4-3, so they're right there together. Both one on steals, 0.6 to 0.9 on blocks. Thompson averaged 22.7 points. Again, much shorter career. But I really, those were my three guys after Team Athens 11 because I was looking at Vince and Mitch and David Thompson because I really like those guys. They're all exciting. Did anybody dive too deep into Earl the Pearl? I thought about him a little bit. I, he was on my research list for shooting. He, he was pretty good. He was, he was pretty he was, nasty. He was pretty good. He it, He's one of those guys where, of course, he did win titles there, but as like the fourth best player. and yeah. But he significantly hurt his numbers playing in New York. Dude, the, those teams were so stacked. It was yes. Unreal. They were so many Hall of Famers on those teams. Yeah. Earl Monroe was like 18-8. Three rebounds, three point nine assists. I mean, he wasn't he called Black Jesus because of his. Uh, <laughs> he was, yeah, he was. I believe he was. Uh, he got that name playing street ball in, uh, in like New York or something. He was. He was great. So I guess here's here's the argument because we're we're essentially arguing two different things. You're you're arguing his career numbers, correct? Uh, as in career averages, right? Yeah, yeah. I brought up a lot of career uh, rankings as far as like p- total points, total sure. rebounds, yep. total assists, all those things. Um, and I feel like those discussions and arguments are going to come up over and over a lot. <laughs> well, they are. I mean, you know, it's just, it's, it's just a fact we have to face. If you play a long time, you're higher on the rankings, but your numbers are going to go down. Yeah. Like, and if you have a short career, your averages may be higher, but you're nowhere going to be on 
the all-time list. I mean, that that's really this is really what it really hit me during the T Mac episode mm-hmm. because it's really really hard to find anybody, including guys like Mike and Kobe, to match T Mac's peak. Right, his peak is special, special. But his uh, longevity and the end of his career are the opposite of that. Very unspecial because of injuries. Um, and that is that is my question is, at what point does one factor in over the other? Well, That's I think a good a, question. I think we're going to be facing that a lot. I think another thing that kind of factors in with that, with T-Mac and with Pistol Pete, <clears throat> they, they were unbelievable in their prime, like all-time great numbers. But the lack of team success happened with that, too, because you're on a bad team. You're the one shooting the ball. You're the one doing everything. And you have to be a great player to put up those stats. But at a certain point, you also want team success, and you want certain accolades. And it's just it's hard to determine all that, but how to decipher no, I, through all that. Absolutely. I, I guess what I'm saying is, is like, with, with both of these guys, they're – through the time Pistol is in the league, their numbers are very similar or better than Pistol Pete's. But then they go on to have years after that that are really good while Pistol's retired. And, and I'm just using Pistol as an example. He's not the only one. Sure. Oh, yeah. Um, I agree. And But then go on to have some crap years after that. So do those crap years delete the years... 11, 12, 13 that were still really good? I mean, let's be honest. Like, with Vince, like, we we looked, and I said it earlier, I mean, those last five years, he's he's just pretty much just adding on to career totals. He's not accomplishing a whole lot. I mean, No, he's, he's not. I mean, yeah, he's my favorite player ever, but he's he wasn't... He was out there just because he loved playing basketball and, like you said, intentionally played on teams that weren't very good, so he could still have playing time. But, I mean, it wasn't doing anything for his career, I mean, as far as where he's going to place you know, in, in the all-time grades or whatever. Right, and I also don't think when anybody, not just the guys that played a long time, even guys that played shorter times, I don't think, maybe, and maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think they sit there and go, well, if I play another year, what's that going to do to my career average? <laughs> Uh, I would hope that's not what they're thinking. You know I what highly I mean? doubt like, they think of that. <laughs> you know, like, I realize guys today are more legacy-based. So maybe maybe LeBron might think about something like that. Like, well, if I do this, what's that going to do with my comparison to MJ? You know, maybe he does think of stuff like that. LeBron's still playing at a very high level in year 18, so that's not the case. But maybe it will be in a couple of years. Because regardless of what LeBron's doing, Father Time is undefeated. Um, he will get old eventually. <laughs> um, so maybe in year 22. Well, the kind of minutes he's playing this year, it may catch him sooner than later. Yeah. And real quick before we get too far away, I looked up uh, Earl Monroe. And uh, it, it it's pretty impressive. His uh, first few years in the league, he, he's averaging 24, 26, 23, 21. And it gets a little messy with some injuries where he doesn't really play a lot. And he comes back um, with the Knicks, uh, 15, 14, 21. 
just under 21, 20, and then he's getting older, had some injuries, and then goes down to 17, 12, and 7, he retires. But pretty, pretty good piece. <clears throat> but yeah, I just want to bring that up. Sorry. No, I, 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 I'll be 100% honest with you. I wasn't prepared to talk about Earl Pearl today. So, like, <laughs> no, nope. I did. He was on my list of guys I researched for the shooting guard position. But I don't have that stuff sitting in front of me, so I I I don't have a lot of info on Earl Pearl right now. He's uh he's got some decent accomplishments too. Obviously Hall of Fame, uh four time All Star, NBA champ, uh all NBA team, all rookie team, rookie of the year. So he was yeah. He was a really good player. I mean really shooting guards we've had some pretty good guys that we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. So as our shooting guard list, um we all have Michael. We all have Kobe. We all have D Wade. We all have Reggie Miller. We all have Ray Allen. Clyde Drexler. I believe we all have Clyde Drexler. So we yeah. all have six. Now, the rankings on those guys can be wildly different outside of MJ. <laughs> um, but. Who are the guys that are on lists outside? I know we've covered Pistol Pete pretty thoroughly. Um, that are on your list that are not those guys and are well, not obviously Vince me, and, me and Drew have Harden, James Harden. Yeah, I've got George Gervin. Yeah, I, I have George Gervin. Everybody well. has Gervin but me. Yeah, uh, AI. Oh, yeah, Iverson. Yeah, I have Iverson on my list. Too. Everybody's yeah, got Iverson but me, right? Yeah, everybody but Wade. Did you just forget what? <laughs> no, he's not. He did. <laughs> I forgot Rick Barry. That was my big bugaboo on my list. Oh. <clears throat> so is, that, is that it? Oh, and Ray had Joe Dumars. We already did Joe Dumars. Yeah, um, that's it. Yeah, because then they got Gervin, Harden. And you and me had T Mac. Yeah, we had T Mac. Yeah. So. Well, Ray, you got anything else to add to this Vince Carter discussion? I mean, I mean, not really. I mean, to to experience Vince Cardi, you would re- you really got to watch the guy. I mean, you can listen to us five jokers talk, you know, all night long about him, but you really need to, you know, go to YouTube or NBA TV or whatever and go watch this guy actually play, because it was it was a special thing to watch him, you know, do his thing on the court, and we can we can you know. Talk about his dunking ability and him drive to the hoop and, you know, just, you know, pop a J in your face or a three-pointer in the corner or whatever. But you've got to you've got to watch some tape on the guy to know exactly what we're talking about because that's really what it comes down to is just seeing how special he was. I mean, he was special. He's a special player. really was. Just a quick question, and, and nobody may know, but what was Vince's vertical? Oh, I don't, I don't know the exact forty-four. Because I was thinking about David Thompson, and his was upper forties too. Again, why I thought of those two guys uh, also shows what coke and alcohol can <laughs> do yeah. to you. Uh, yeah. Okay, so yeah. here's my question, and this may go in the face of what I'm arguing, but I'm asking anyway. What part of my argument was? We're talking about the greatest dunker of all time and a guy that quite a few times, multiple times his career shot 
40% from three, and is a career 37% shooter. It would be higher than that if the last few years he didn't shoot very well. But um, so what I, I guess what I'm saying is he's a very good shooter from deep and an all-time dunker. Did Vince Carter underachieve for his career? He was compared to Michael Jordan coming out of college. Yeah. So in that aspect, yes. Well, yeah, we all fell. No, no, literally, that was the comparison. I mean, with the athleticism, they went to the same college. I mean, they had a similar style of play to a certain extent. Obviously, Vince was a better shooter, but uh, that that was his big comparison coming out from everything I've read and watched um, from when he was coming out of college. I mean, he had very, very high expectations. Um, and obviously, he's not Michael Jordan. Um I mean, it's obviously not a failure. You know, anytime you're an eight-time All-Star and you know Rookie of the Year and you know over twenty-five thousand points, he's obviously a Hall of Fame player. Um, I don't know. That's tricky. Cause I don't really know. I mean, if you're compared to Michael Jordan, you're probably going to fail. I mean, there's only one Michael Jordan. Well, let's take the Michael Jordan comparison out of it. Should Vince have been better, or should Vince's at least peak have been better? Because if you're a Essentially, what we're saying is he was elite at getting to the rim and elite at shooting from deep. I mean, regardless of what he was doing on defense, he should have at least been virtually unstoppable offensively, right? Yeah. I I personally don't think Vince underachieved. I think the only problem with Vince was where he played. Yeah. Um, I mean, mean, again, we've had this discussion before. Um, If you take Vince... From those teams, and you move him to where he's got more help. Vince might have a career that you can put with Michael Jordan. I, mean, I know that's heresy to put anybody with Michael Jordan, but man, I liked Vince. I like Vince too, and I don't want to play devil's advocate, but I, I kind of feel like I should here. Um, he played with prime Jason Kidd. Yeah, who was on all of our lists. Right, but didn't they also play against Kobe and Shaq? Isn't um, that who beat him in the final? I mean, no, that was pre-Vince. Oh, Vince, that was pre-Vince. That's Vince right. was yeah, there quite a few years after. Yeah, Vince, that's true. Vince showed up after they made the finals. The, the, the Nets were on their way down when Vince got there. Okay. Um, they, they were still a decent team. They, they made the playoffs. but um, I guess that's what I was thinking in my mind was I was doing the Kobe swap. If you put Vince on the Lakers with Shaq, yeah. I mean – and he wow. learned, he learns under it, Phil Jackson. In some, in some ways, it probably goes better. Because Vince doesn't have the ego of Kobe. Right, yeah. Um, He's a, quite a bit better shooter than Kobe. He is, a, he is a much better shooter than Kobe. But, okay, so, I didn't want, okay, I'm just going to I'm just gonna go full out anti-Vince here, I guess. <laughs> um, the biggest knock on Vince is his nonchalant attitude and not trying and going long periods of or, the way he forced his way out of Toronto, yeah. which is interesting because uh, the book of basketball by Bill Simmons, I just got it for Drew for Christmas. Yeah. Um, the entire chapter on Vince Carter, he bashes Carter, talks like bashes and bashes. And a lot of it has to do with the way he forced his way out of Toronto. I mean, he did, he did pull James Harden. He did. I mean, he did, he did almost exactly what James Harden did, but Half the NBA is doing that today. Well, yeah. So if that book's written today, you got to include LeBron in that. 
You gotta include Kyrie in that. You gotta include Kawhi in that. You gotta include Anthony Davis in that. You gotta include Harden in that. You know I mean like then you're like, well, do we hold this against? I mean, to I mean, I hold it against them as far as like you should have done that. I don't think it's a good decision. Things like that, but do we hold it against them as far as like they're not a great player because of it? So re- refresh my memory. I'm not. I'm not. Re- Why did Vince want out? Was it just because Toronto had gotten down? I mean. Oh God! What? What? Why was he wanting out of Toronto? Other than he wants out of Canada, I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure that was part of it. Because yeah. um, taxes are crazy. That was what the states. Two years after the Eastern Conference Finals run. Yeah, but it's close. Yeah, yeah. He, and then he he forced his way out. Um, I mean, not like he was playing with a ton of talent there. Right. Um, yeah. Did he and T Mac over over in the lap at all? Yeah, they played. They played three years together. Yeah, T Mac okay. was super young, straight out of high school. So who left first? T Mac. That's what I thought. I'm wondering if maybe first. when T Mac left, Vince is like, I'm well, going. I, I think that says something about the, either Toronto or the Toronto franchise or whatever it is. When you have two cousins that are really close and they end up getting drafted by the same franchise and one of them bounces. Right. Like, you didn't want to, like, you can't tell me they didn't want to play together. Right, yeah. Well, you, you let. And I mean, you can't tell me that they wouldn't have eventually won together. Oh, I mean, yeah. those two together? T-Mac, T-Mac, when T-Mac was there with Vince, T-Mac was slowly getting better every year to the point where, like, I think his last year there when he was, like, what, 20 years old, 21 years old, he was averaging, like, what, six, 15, 16 points a game? Yeah, he was, like, I think he was, like, 15, 6, and 3, and a steal and a half and a block and a half. Like, he, he, had, was, he was he really nice raw season. when he came out of and high school. And then, he went to Orlando in his first year in Orlando. He was twenty-five, yeah. so I mean, he took a leap. How do how do you stop Vincent T Mac at shooting guard and small forward? You don't. I mean, no. yeah, I, it says something about Toronto that they both got out of there. And I mean, Bosch you know, got out of there. I mean, they don't really keep their star players right until just recently. It seems like maybe management had some issues or something. Yeah, they finally went out and got that guy from Denver that Jerry has turned their franchise around. I mean, and the one star that wanted to stay there for his career, they shipped out themselves. Now they got a championship out of it, but they, but they had DeRozan. DeRozan. Yeah, DeRozan, DeRozan, who holds a lot of the franchise records there, mm-hmm. and had signed a long-term deal. Always talked about how he wanted to be a career Raptor, and they shipped him. Now they got a championship out of it. I'm not completely knocking the move, but I don't know now. Well, I think that one. I think you can kind of somewhat defend because um, they obviously had they built up to where they were a good team. They were one of the top few teams in the East in the regular season, and then but for what three years in a row they ran into the same wall and got destroyed in what the second round or the third round. They lost LeBron every year. Yeah, and it wasn't even close. They got demolished, and they needed a, a move up, so they get. I mean, so they took us. Took a swing at it and it, it worked. I mean, it they, worked, but it also worked because LeBron left the East. Like, does it does it work if LeBron's still there? Because LeBron wasn't there anymore for them to have to beat. That's true. That's that's true. But I mean, do you think you can win a championship as Demar Derozan is your best player? No, I don't agree. I don't think so at all. Um, I mean, because that's what I mean. You had him and Lowry, and they both were had moments of completely disappearing in the playoffs. And it's, I don't uh, know, maybe that year. Cause they did, ha- they were playing that broke down Golden State team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I can't. So I mean, it's possible they, if they had DeRozan there still, it could have happened. Do you think? Do you think they get past Milwaukee and the 76ers with DeRozan instead of Kawhi? I, I don't know if they get by um, Milwaukee without Kawhi. Yeah, because Kawhi did a good job on Giannis. Giannis. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. And, and DeRozan sucks you, at defense. If you yeah. don't have Kawhi, do you get all those veterans to come there for a little bit more money? Yeah, they got the soul well, to come yeah. there. They already had a Bacchus, and and then. Siakam showed up out of nowhere. Nobody saw Siakam coming. That was yeah. the, the other big thing too. Siakam's out there averaging eighteen, and and which series was it? Was it the finals that Siakam had like two thirty-five point games or whatever? And like, I mean, he I know, he kind of outplayed Kawhi. Now that's because Kawhi is getting all the attention, but I mean, he was out there balling. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, that was that was the year that Siakam started to. Everyone thought he was a super big, raw, athletic guy. Could play some defense, and then I think the year they won the championship, he he took a step forward, and then the next year, obviously, when Kawhi left, was his big breakout. Yeah. And Huge where the hell did Fred VanVleet come from? <laughs> yeah. Right, that too. Yeah, he's good. Did man. you ever watch him at Wichita State? No. Oh, I did. He uh, he could play at Wichita State. I I wasn't I didn't didn't think that he'd be anything like he has been, but yeah, I mean Wichita State, he he showed some talent. But I just thought his height might hurt him, but man, he's Right now, they play him and Lowry together in the back. Court. Yeah. Well, in today's NBA, you can get away with it. I mean, a lot of teams do that stuff. The Hornets, sometimes they play three three small guards. Well, Lamelo's kind Ball's of bigger. Ball's not small, but yeah, he's, but he's a point guard. Yeah, he is. They play him and uh, Rozier and Graham. Graham. Yeah. With with Gordon Hayward, who's not exactly a big. He's about a six six. Yeah, like, like yeah. you know, so you're you're really playing. Three point guards and a wing, and yeah. with a big guy. I mean, we got sidetracked. Let's say Siakam had uh, in the finals 32, 6, 15, 14, 4, and 22. We had two really big games. We had a 30 point game and a 20 point game. Mm-hmm. But yeah. But anyway, back to I think our original point was um, if T Mac stays in Toronto, <laughs> um, that, that could be, that would be dangerous. That would be, that'd be nasty. Because well, then, then they two, both stay in Toronto and they win titles. How high on our list do they go? Uh, they both go up on my list. I think if that they stay together and yeah. all that, you could argue both of them as either the best player or either team, just depending on what happens in but those finals. We whatever. we touched on this in the T Mac episode. Yeah. The shooting guard position is weak. First off, and second off, there's a good portion of them with no titles. That's true. Um, Reggie has no titles. Ray Allen has no titles as a key player. Um, or at least as a top player, he has as a lesser player, I guess. Um, who am I forgetting? I'm James forgetting. Harden doesn't. James Harden doesn't have one. AI. Pistol doesn't have one. AI doesn't. George have one. Gervin doesn't have one. George Gervin doesn't have one. You're really looking at the top guys. You're looking at Jordan, Kobe, D Wade, and Clyde has one. Um, I mean, that's really what you're looking at title wise in the shooting guard list. Yeah, that's true. I think with that. So if they win a title, especially as a best player. They probably shoot up our list pretty well. He also had kind of unfortunate luck with um, well, this happened three times in his career. He goes to um, New Jersey, who is still a decent team, but they were they made had two finals appearances where they were a, a pretty obviously you make the finals, you're a pretty good team. And he shows up when a little bit later when they're on their way down, and then he shows up in Orlando shortly after their uh, finals appearance the when they're after. on their way down. 
and it's and then he shows up in Dallas. I mean, he's a lot older then, but and right after their title appearance, and they're on their way down. So he literally just misses the window in every 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 stop there. And then I've seen his prime. He he was the main guy and took Toronto to the playoffs a handful of times. But yeah, kind of bad luck a little bit. Bad luck. Yeah, it happens every time. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, we've talked about what now? Three, four shooting guards. We yeah. got Dumars, Penny, or T Mac, Vince. Have we talked about any more shooting guards? So Pistol Pete. Oh, Pistol Pete. Um, if you really look at it, depending on what you want to argue, they're all fairly interchangeable. Yeah, uh, you're probably right. I mean, they they all. I mean, may not have the exact same skill set, but they. they oh yeah, I didn't mean interchangeable. Wasn't right, like yeah. they did the same thing on the court. I mean, as they in like true. right. I mean, you like Dumars has two titles. You know, the rest right. of the guys don't have titles, but a lot of them were better statistically than he was. Sure, you I'll know, say, outside and, of Dumars, all the guys you listed, they have very similar peaks. Um, of where they're like, we already compared Pistol Pete and Vince very close. I mean, T Max Peak is, you know, he averaged more points than, I mean, Vince did, but I mean, they're around, you know, high 20s, you know, averaging high 20s, getting you four or five boards, four or five assists, um, hitting threes, driving to the basket. I mean, all those guys were very similar peak value where you can look at it and it's all very similar and interchangeable. All right, well, do we want to give our closing statements on Vince Carter? Sure. Go ahead, Drew. Um, well, I have nothing, obviously, against Vince Carter at all. Um, he's an amazing dunker, and he's amazing shooting threes, but and his peak is obviously great, but I think playing for 22 years hurt him in a way these last couple of years. Obviously, playing, he played more on worse teams than what he would on a better team, but. I don't know. It's just not quite there, I guess. Um, I loved Vince. Um, I always wished he would have come to the Lakers. I would have <laughs> loved to have him in the Lakers. Um, but again, it's, it goes back to the, the discussions we've had before about I'm really like the numbers. And that's why breaking this down, when none of them had titles, and uh, I had to get my old guy in there too. To battle a little bit for that. Played? Um, well, I mean, obviously, I love Vince Carter. Um, he was on my list originally. But, uh, the question is, off. will he return? <laughs> <laughs> At number one. <laughs> um, I mean, I, obviously, I love Vince Carter. He's, he, I think he's a great player. You know, greatest dunker of all time. Maybe the most iconic uh, dunk contest of all time. Um, extremely. Uh, Underrated as a three-point shooter, almost never gets talked about, and he's what do you say six? Six all-time, right? Threes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. What's that's pretty remarkable when, when most people literally just talk about his dunking. Um, played with thirty-eight percent of all the people to ever play in the NBA, which is absolutely absurd. Um, uh, the, the long, uh, the longevity was kind of a kind of what Drew said, a, a bit of a curse and a, and kind of a neat little. Thing I mean, playing till you're forty two, forty three is pretty, pretty crazy. But uh, I think I'm supposed to be arguing against him, but I haven't once in this entire episode. But uh, yeah, 
I love Vince Carter, and uh, he'll probably pop up on my list at the end of all this. But yeah, wait out. <laughs> Go ahead, Ray. All right, I'm gonna mirror everybody else. I mean, he's great dunker, great three point shooter, great shooter all around. I mean, what kind of basketball player, like I've already said, can make a whole country forget about hockey for one second and to say, basketball, yeah, that's Vince Carter. He brought a whole country to say, I want basketball here. And it's still there. It's not in Vancouver anymore. It's still in Toronto. So, I mean, you got to respect the guy that, you know, brought excitement to a hockey field country for basketball. So. Well, I will say, Ray, there is some merit to that. I mean, we're going to hear that argument later for another guy that you and I will be arguing against. Well, he, you know, he was, he's so important to basketball. We're going to hear that about a certain three-point shooting guy later. Hmm. Um, but uh, I do like Vince. Uh, Vince was one of the most exciting parts of my childhood. The 2000 dunk contest is seared into my brain forever. I'll never forget that dunk contest. Watching it live and the many, many times I've watched it since then. Um, and the joke that the dunk contest has turned into. Um, <laughs> shout out to my guy Aaron Gordon who continually gets <laughs> fucked in the uh, uh, D-Wade. dunk contest. just wasn't a 10. Fuck D-Wade. Dude. Uh, <laughs> And, uh, you know, it'd be, it's, you know, jumping over hoods of cars when half the guys in the gut smacker can do that. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Um, give me a chair and I can do blowing that. Blowing out a candle on a cupcake. At least, at least he had to jump to the rim to do that. <laughs> I wasn't overly impressed with blowing out a, a candle, but his lips were at the rim. I'll give it to him. You know, like, and he's not 6'10 like Blake Griffin. <laughs> but anyway, I digress. Uh, I do like Vince. You know, I grew up in a in a bedroom shared with a guy that had a bunch of Vince Carter stuff hung up <laughs> on the walls. Um, some of it's still there. <laughs> some of it is still there. Uh, so he kind of holds a special place in my heart. And on top of that, I know a lot about Vince because of the way Wade and I talked about sports growing up. Um, so he does hold a special place for me um, in that sense. And I why I included him at the end of my list and uh, that's why we had this argument today so now I guess we'll move on to trivia guys so grab your boards and your questions and let's get this rolling I got a question if I can start it out go ahead Drew what is the fastest someone has ever fouled out of an NBA game holy crap like how specific do we have to be in this just by like the minute I'm not going to have you like down to the minute in a second just the minute Okay, so how many minutes did they play before they fell out, huh? Mm-hmm. All right. All right, I have mine. Okay. Anybody else? All good. Everyone ready? I'm ready. Good. Yeah. I have 11. 11? Yeah. Okay. How about 18? 18? 14. 14, right? I have 24 minutes. The answer is three. No. <laughs> Three. Who was it? Bubba Wells. 
there it was before the hack a shack. They were trying to do it to Dennis Rodman. They did all six at the end of the game to try and foul out. Oh so my gosh! He came off the bench just to foul. Oh wow! Three like minutes. Yeah. Holy cow! That's awesome. That's, I don't even know who that is though. By the way, I don't. When I thought you mis mispronounced Bonzi at first, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've been a little while if he was fouling Dennis Rodman. Yeah, that's true. Anybody else got one ready? I got one. All right, go for it. Um, well, we were talking about dunking, obviously, with Vince Carter, and uh, who has the most um, career dunks in NBA history? Mm. Mm. That's a tough one. Because I actually came across this in my research. Vince Carter has never led the NBA in dunks for a season. so um, It's usually big men, isn't it? Yeah, it's usually big men. Yeah, most big guys down low. I mean, again, I'm I'm guessing. Yeah, I'm curious. Everybody got theirs? Yeah. Yep. All right. Ready, Wade? Uh, yes. I have Shaq. Okay. I said Dwight. Okay. I also have Shaq. And I also have Shaq. Shaq is number two. Oh. oh and yeah. Number one is Dwight. Oh. oh my God. Here we go. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Damn you, Dwight. White's got over 2,800 career dunks. That's neat. And then Shaq, then DeAndre Jordan, and then uh, LeBron. DeAndre Jordan. The Lakers didn't let You ready to roll? Yep, I got one. Okay, now I'm going to be kind of specific here, but uh, Bleacher Report rates Vince Carter as the best in-game dunker of all time. Okay. Okay. All right. Who's number two? In Bleacher Report. I think I might know this because it'll probably irritate me. That's true. Hmm. I have mine. Okay, you got mine. I got mine. I do not have mine yet. I'm trying to think who other people would say, not my opinion. I know, that's what I'm thinking too. I was like, yeah. I'm going with my opinion. I don't care. Screw it. I personally would probably go with the old, the old Dominique Wilkins. Can't go wrong with him. Yeah, Dominique was a fearsome one. Very angry. <laughs> I don't angry. know if anybody ever dunked harder than Dominique. Yeah, he was. I don't know. What about, okay. what, I'm ready. What about Dawkins? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. All I, right. Um, I do have Dominique. Okay. I put Jordan. I also put Jordan. Okay. I put Sean Kemp. Okay. Bleacher Report says LeBron James. No, oh, no. exactly what I said. In-game dunker. He's the most uncreative athletic guy we've ever seen in the NBA. He I know. just dunks. Like, he doesn't do anything. He refuses to do the dunk contest because he doesn't know what to do. I, I looked up other sites besides Witch Report, and Dominique kind of dominated. I but saw, Vince was always number one. I saw one a, a while back where they had they had Jordan number one, and it, then, it, then it was like Dominique, and then BC was three, and then they had like Kobe at four and T Mac. And yeah, I think ESPN has one similar to that. Yeah, I mean, when Jordan was one, I was mad. Well, Ray, you or me, bud? I'll go ahead. All right. Load it up. All right. Which player was nine for nine from three point range in a game in 2003? 
what the hell? Exactly. <laughs> and what what year? Uh, 2003. Okay. Well, I threw my guess in there. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm ready. Okay, got it. Everybody ready? No. Yep. <laughs> nope. No. Two thousand three. Drew's like, well, yeah. you, you're you were born, Drew. Yeah. <laughs> I watched a whole lot of basketball. <laughs> I am really loving this basketball trivia book I bought on Amazon. <laughs> Are you ready? Yeah, I'll just go with this. All right. I have a uh, Danielle Marshall. Okay. I said Vince. Okay. I said Reggie. I put a Latrell Sprewell. Oh, the correct answer is Latrell Sprewell. No, no way. Wow. Latrell Sprewell made made it in February 4th, 2003. Nine for nine. He wasn't even a shooter. Hell no. Never heard of the man. He was pretty good. Really? Yeah. He started as a Golden State Warrior. and then I was born that year. New York Knicks. He strangled his coach. Yeah. uh, B.J. Carlissimo. Yeah, yep, that's pretty famous. He can, he can you do it. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, I guess that leaves me. Don't leave my board anymore. All right. What NBA player is the all-time leader in personal fouls? Hmm. Not technicals, personal fouls. All-time? All-time. I have my answer. Locked. Locked and loaded, eh? Yep. Yep, I'm ready. All right. All right, I'm good. Ray? Give you a hint, Ray. It's not a pacer. (laughs) (laughs) Dale Davis is out. As he erases his board. (laughs) Damn it. Who are you putting down? Well, I won't tell you now. I'll tell you after the correct answer. So. <laughs> no, that's funny. Roy Hibbert. No. <laughs> he committed a lot of fun. All right, I'm good. All right, let's see him. Uh, I said Kareem. All right. Kareem. Kareem. Rick Mahorn. The correct answer is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Woo! There we go. And it was going to be Dell Davis, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got to give him a shout out at some point in this podcast. Alex can piggyback and get an answer right. I know. Yeah, first time since we started doing this. Have you got an answer right since we've done the boards, no. Alex? <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> no, I've been accused of, at work of I ask the easiest questions. They're like, Alex, all your questions are really easy. Why do you Why do you keep asking <laughs> easy questions? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> all right. So at the end of this week, the scores are as follows. Ray with 11. <laughs> Alex with 16. <laughs> Doug with 23. Drew with 24. And Wade with 25. Go, Wade. Take the lead. All right, guys. Well, we appreciate your listen. Uh, we hope you tune in next week. And I don't even know who the hell next week is. George Mikan. Ah, thank you, Drew. Yeah, um, my man. Uh, yes, tune in next week for uh, the oldest argument we can get. He was there in the first year of the NBA, George Mikan. Um, and uh, that'll be defended by Doug and Drew. 
Um, so the uh, the other three of us will make our anti-Mikan argument. <laughs> and uh, we appreciate you listening, and we'll see you next week.